Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. Greetings from the border, cool boy. Ooh, what border? Close to the border, not always, not just there, almost there. And welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast, and the last episode of season one production order of Batman the Animated Series. (laughs) I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Uh, uh, I don't do anything. I'm not your fucking monkey, all right, piece of shit. So cool. Why are you still on on the road? I thought that you're supposed to, uh, you know, go talk to your lawyer and, and do what I was suggesting. Which was the insanity. Oh, oh, yeah. Go plead insanity. Yeah, I didn't find any lawyers, and since I didn't really go back and read your emails, I know you told me to go find the emails. Can you and just I search? Just, I'm too late. You know, it's just called the fucking search button, dude. I didn't think about it, but, I, you know, whatever. I mean, like, I'm going to make it work out. The good news is I found another motel with some great Wi-Fi. And, you know, and I'm, you know, just very close to finishing my trip. And uh, I just have, you know, a few steps left, essentially. Well, you know, the cool boy uh, Bat Nation could tell that we weren't in the same room and, and said – yeah, you were fucking high as fuck last week for some reason. You ate they brownies said, or They said th- that it? the dynamic was off, and it was... Be- oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Cool Boy Nation. And I don't care. And it was care. because you weren't here. My life is way more important right now, and let me, me like, be Let me free. read. I have an email. Riding, still I have an email from dying. Timothy Lane, and he says, basically, that he's worried. He's worried about us. I don't have to answer to you, Tim. I don't fucking have to answer to you, Timmy. Fuck he, you, dude. He says... Colin writing in and talking to me about He said something life. that I should uh, watch what I say in terms of legal advice. And Oh, shit, really? Well, he's not a lawyer or you like know, a judge or anybody. Uh, I don't know. It, it was a little scary. So, it, obviously, though, you know, I was high on drugs are you okay? Yeah, so any sort of legal advice that I give while high on drugs is, shouldn't be listened to. And I was very clear from the beginning I indicated as such. So you should – I wanted to make sure that yeah. you talked to your, your attorney before you did anything that I, that I was suggesting I from last time. I haven't – okay, I haven't. I haven't, and I'm not going to. I think I'm going to do this other thing I'm doing, and I think I'm, I'm about to do it. I think it's fucking badass, actually. I'm pretty stoked. And it's tomorrow. I'm pretty much fucking I, – I, I'm staying yeah. an extra day just to do this fucking podcast literally with you. And, I uh, appreciate yeah, and that. Tomorrow, you know, I'm free. But I would appreciate it more than if you were here in the studio and not like – because no. like Timothy said that he could tell. We might not, he, that might not ever be in the studio. What? Again, what? Actually. We paid a lot of money. Tonight's episode is The Worry Man. Directed by Frank Parr Woo! and written by Paul Dino. Actually, that's where I went to go. Woo! 
Did you say Dano? What? What did you say? Paul Dini. Uh, yeah. Paul Dano. Did I say Paul Dano? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you said Dano. <laughs> Paul Dano. <laughs> Sorry, Paul Dini. Paul Dini. <laughs> Paul Dini. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a like non. Didn't didn't Paul Dini? Can, can you imagine young Paul Dano writing this episode, like just blowing everyone away? Like, wow, Paul Dano is gonna be talented someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode came out on September 16th, 1993, and this week's villain is, <gasps> spoiler alert, the Mad Hatter. Yeah, big spoiler alert. Wikipedia says, wealthy socialite Veronica Vreeland returns from Central America, bringing tiny handmade dolls for all her friends. You know, so... According... What? There's, like, a lot of issues going on in the... A lot of class sort of uh and like colonial issues that i that i see being raised in this episode oh for sure well they, they definitely should be um according to native legend once placed under a pillow the dolls do the sleepers worrying for them unknown to veronica or her guests each of the dolls was made by the mad hatter spoiler alert and contains a tiny microchip which plants Hypnotic suggestions inside the sleepers' brains. Wow. Lots of spoilers there. Mm -hmm. So the Mad Hatter episodes are fairly spoilery, huh? They're kind of the episode where you don't know who the villain is, and then it's like, oh, guess what? It was the Mad Hatter. I mean, we really haven't had any other villain like that yet, except maybe Two-Face kind of in the shadow of the bat. Yeah, well, I guess kind of the last episode that was uh, the, the dummy where Batman doesn't know who it is until he investigates it. Yeah, but that's still revealed in the first act of that episode. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I would have to think hard, and I don't really want to. So I'll go with what you said. <laughs> it's fact! <laughs> ding, ding, ding! But um, I was excited to see that Paul Denis wrote this episode. Um, and I was more excited when it was Paul Dano originally. Yeah. Now I'm not so excited anymore. Yeah, no, Paul Dini. At least he's the one that signs off the series, right, for the first season. Mm -hmm. it's kind of funny that Tim wasn't as involved as you, as Dini was writing wise, huh? Uh huh. I think he was mainly a uh, um, producer and uh, showrunner. Well, he d he directed a yeah he yeah for sure, and he directed a bunch too. Um, I think one of the big surprises since we're now at the end, and we can just get into it a little bit here. I think one of the big surprises for me was. How many influential comic book writers were hired to write episodes? Oh, yeah. I just noticed, actually, that I have a, uh, a graphic novel by um, the writer of the Rachel Ghoul episodes. That, that, that is a Rachel Ghoul. Denny O'Neill? Yeah. Dennis O'Neill nice. or Denny. It's like a Den but it's a Rachel Ghoul com uh, graphic novel, and it's uh, by Dennis O'Neill. Is it the, the the daughter of the demon or whatever it was called? The demon's daughter? Um, I could go ch double check. I don't actually remember. It was basically kind of like a retelling of Batman uh, finding Rachel Ghoul and and his. Uh, oh, is it modern? It's not from the seventies. Uh, all right. I'll be right back. Oh, you're gonna go find I'm gonna out. I'm gonna go find out. All right.
All right, cool boy, Bat Nation. It's called Batman Birth of the Demon by Dennis O'Neill. I love Denny. And it is from 1992. So it's it's a a retelling of his own story, essentially. Mm Mm-hmm. It's called Birth of the Demon. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. It's pretty good. All right, let's actually watch the episode. So this was interesting because it involved, like, South American uh, issues, I thought. <laughs> kind of some sort of, like, you know, it was interesting that I was, like, had some sort of, like, colonial stuff where the Mad Hatter, this Englishman, yeah. goes down to yeah. uh, South America and then, like, basically appropriates the this guy's, like, you know, uh, art and culture to to manipulate rich people and steal their money and then he does so by uh, brainwashing that guy this shaman I guess hey this is a Veronica Vreeland episode and Veronica Vreeland is back I'm a, I'm a oh yeah I was excited I, I you know what to be honest that I I was really excited to see a, a old Veronica what's she back from some trip to South America no, but she's also back from the episode Birds of a Feather. But yeah, she's back <laughs> from a trip from South America or Central America, yeah. Back from, like, making fun of the poor or the, at a disadvantage. See, yeah, she went somewhere. She's played by Mary Lou Henner, and of course, right? Beautiful Mary Lou Henner. And she's, like, she went to South America essentially just to stare at locals and see what they look like. like to she appropriate went to a zoo. some sort of, uh, you know, fashion. She went to a wildlife preserve full of, <laughs> you know, Mexicans. <laughs> like, that's, like, that's, that was horrible. Anyways... She does say, when I was in the jungle, I saw some things that you'd never believe to Bruce Wayne. And I'm wondering to myself, what, what is did that? she see in the jungle? Uh-huh. Did she have some cannibal holocaust shit or some Green Inferno-like moments that happened prior to meeting the Mad Hatter? Like, what was it that she went through? Did she have moments where she was, like, kidnapped by tribes and then, like, her group was eaten and she's the only one that got away kind I of think thing? that uh, we need a spinoff series. I think we need some sort of like uh, adventures, Veronica Vreeland, the adventures in South America. Veronica Vreeland's adventures in South America. It's a uh-huh. great title. And that, that is, like, I can't wait to have a show like that. It would just all be about what she did, all her adventures. Her friends being eaten each week. A different one of her friends is eaten. She goes down there with twenty-one friends, this- and then we spend an entire season of TV, twenty-two episodes. Each episode, her friend dies, and then the final 20-second episode, she escapes. Has, you know, uh, has Bruce always had, like, a Jamaican uh, secretary? Dana, or whatever her name is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has? I never noticed that. Hey, Bruce! <laughs> I, was, I was like, is this a new character? It seemed, like, new to me. I, I love her. I was, I was surprised. It seemed kind of random. He's like, hey, get some $20 million. Uh, if I was a secretary, and I was going to get $20 million in cash. It's a little bit of that money would have disappeared by the time I handed it over to uh, uh, to Bruce. Uh, uh, well, here's the thing. First of all, first of all, that, that, that $20 million would never fit in the briefcase, okay? I know, all right? Okay, about $1 to $1.2 million fits in a briefcase. How okay? much? How much? $1 to $1.2 million, all right? Not like, 20 no, not twenty, dude. Two point four million fits in a suitcase, man. I've tr- I, I, are those? I'm thousand, not gonna say what, how what I know. What type of bills are those? A hundred, hundred dollar bills. Uh, don't they have thousand dollar bills or something? 
or they ten... used to it way back in the day, but not now, not not anymore. They're yeah, not... this is back in the day. Yeah, but no, no, no. Yeah, no. this is this is twenty no, no, years no. ago. Twenty. No, I think they they cycled out the ago. they cycled out the large large bills a long time not ago. Not not for Bruce Wayne. Bruce yes, Wayne comes Bruce in and says, Wayne, I want my $20 million. No. He just broke that bank. He just goes in there, like, all the money that they have for capital. He's like, I want to take have, my money yeah. out of this account. No one's pulling any money out of an ATM that day. He's like, excuse me, I need my $20 million in cash. Right they just now. start crying. No! They, they literally drain every cent uh-huh. out of that building and they still don't have enough. <laughs> yeah, where did she Where did she get $20 million in cash and went, like, and, like overnight? Like, this is like he woke up that morning and gave her that command and she pulled it off. He, uh... Oh, oh by the way, we're missing Hayden Sloan. Hayden Sloan character, voiced by LeVar Burton. Oh, wow. Very yeah. cool. He's another person that just got Reading busted Rainbow. for essentially almost losing $20 million. He's the fourth Embezzlement. person. Embezzlement. So, so Bruce Wayne doesn't get arrested by his... He's uh, white. Uh, oh, you went there. Well, Hayden Sloan is not white, so that's why they arrested him. <laughs> Dang. They're like, where'd they your money go? They basically did the same huh? thing, right? Where'd your money go, black guy? Huh? <laughs> We're gonna arrest rough you. Up. Rough him up, rough him up. <laughs> like it was, it was not good. It was a racist time. You think sure. they arrested his secretary, Bruce's secretary? Uh, yeah, Bruce arrested his secretary. He <laughs> dropped her off in front of the He was like, I head. don't remember any of this. <laughs> What'd you do? Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, it's all these black people. <laughs> They're stealing our twenty million dollars. But really. It's this other racist thing that they're doing with the show, the writers are actually doing, where they're portraying all Mexicans as Mayan. It's like, get over it. All Mexicans don't look like that, okay? I've been to Central America and South America. They don't look like Mayans down there, all right? They don't dress like that anymore. They dress in normal clothes. It's the okay? Mad Hatter at a costume. Uh, he He's living in a costume shop, isn't he? He's just oh, is put- that why they're dressed that way? Yeah, I, I just thought so. the writers were incredibly racist. I, like, it's probably a mix of both. Like down there anymore. I've been down there. I, know. I think it was like uh, the one guy. Shirts. There's the shaman that, that dresses like, you know, the old school. And then the other people are just thugs that he got, that he put in No, costumes. no, my favorite part is those hired goons that the Mad Hatter hired totally look like he's fucking flat out brainwashed hot latin male models <laughs> like they are like they're like all zoolander like style models that's amazing well they have to have their shirt off they're, they're top of the best outfits they're all made to perfection they're all fucking chiseled and and they and then later matt hatter even like just writes them off like he's bitching about them he's like oh this one guy yeah he's actually like a real like local craftsman that I, I stole and somehow snuck back through U.S. Customs without any issue, which I know is not easy to fucking do. No, I, I think he I got those guys. Are you this. talking about the shaman that he, they took with him? You cannot just easily get through Customs anything you I want. I think he could say, like, you know, for religious stuff, if it's, like, a small amount. They snuck, they snuck a random dude without a passport through fucking Customs. <laughs> for religious stuff. But then, but then the the Matt Hatter immediately is just like doesn't give a shit. He's like, oh yeah, but these guys, these hot Latin male models, <laughs> they're actually riffraff from various street gangs, gutter trash. Mm-hmm. And they started singing Aladdin, riffraff, street rat. <laughs> I don't buy that. If only there'd be something, something for this poor boy. 
go, Suri. <laughs> Keep I think going. That's how it goes. Keep going. I don't know any more of it. I don't know any more of it. Uh, <laughs> dis disappointment. I'm full of disappointment. Hang on. Hang on. One second. This is the last one for the road. Oh, Batman and Beyond. <laughs> Wait, what's going on? What's going on over there? Last one for what? the road. I thought this was a sober trip. <laughs> That's just allergies. <laughs> what was that? Right after a fucking line. What? Dude, like, you're gonna get a heart attack. <laughs> now we're in Act 3, and it's very cool. I want to point out that in this season finale, if you will, we get every rogue from the Batman series. Well, not every rogue, but a lot of them from oh, the yeah. Batman series the Mad Hatter, somehow like... makes an appearance in this final act. He's a, uh, he's a you know, a craft genius, that Mad Hatter. He figured out a way to, like, bring bring the whole series to a close just for us. Yeah, just for the narrative. He is a crafty one. So he has the Penguin first, the first one, uh, the first rogue to attack Batman. Then the Riddler comes in with a riddle, Steve. Here we go. One of those riddles. Woo! I got my music. Here we go. All right, Steve. How is Batman like a donut shop? They both have holes in them? They're both filled with holes! But I thought I said that. No, you didn't say that. You said something similar, but the actual thing is they're both filled with holes. I never they're get things exactly right. Well, after Riddler, we get Harley Quinn, and then we get Joker, and guess what? Joker finally kills Harley! Pseudo-Joker kills Pseudo-Harley. <laughs> and you know what? That's what domestic violence will bring if left unchecked. You get terrible, terrible crimes like the smashing with a hammer of a husband to a wife. <laughs> Did you see Clayface in the background? Yeah. So, yeah, you have a couple more. You have Scarecrow, Two-Face, Clayface, Mr. Freeze, um, and Catwoman. And I, when I saw that, I actually thought of something about Mr. Freeze. Steve, out of all these villains, Mr. Freeze has only been in one episode all season. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, we've gotten multiple episodes. Catwoman had like three or four episodes. Two Face. I read they were planning episodes. on making a movie of Mister Freeze. Clint, they did. They did do one. The, and uh, I think they were waiting to, to use him for that. Well, it's interesting that they didn't use him anymore in this season. That they huh. just used him once because he was one of the best episodes, and it was one of their daytime Emmys, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm -hmm. that, or did we attribute it to that at least? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, so the Mad Hatter's been fully revealed, right? He's the villain, and Batman, you know, knows, and he's like, ha I actually tricked you, or whatever the fuck, who cares? Um, I like that the Mad Hatter, like, basically is like, I got out of Arkham, and he, all I wanted to do was just retire, but I couldn't afford to buy an island. He's like, I just wanted to retire, go to an island, and live the rest of my days, but... I have to. I can't afford to buy an island, so I'm just gonna go and uh, rob the rich people one last time to buy my island. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's pretty admirable. 
if Batman wanted to, he could easily stop Bat Hatter from ever doing another crime by just simply being like, all right, here here you go. Here's enough money for that. You know, I think he should have just buy – Batman should just buy an island and throw them all. Instead of Arkham, he should just drop them off in this deserted well, island. And then maybe what will happen is all these criminals will fuck on that island, right? And then they'll have beautiful babies, and it'll be just like Australia. I I think that um, it's a great idea. Well, um, I like at the very end that Batman basically gets uh, captured, and they're going to use that guillotine on him. <coughs> oh, my God. I love that Batman stops the fucking guillotine with his feet. I mean, just three out of five boys right there. It was pretty badass. Seriously, I wish Mythbusters did that episode. Like, whoops, looks like Adam <laughs> cut off his head. Myth busted. <laughs> Is it possible? Can Batman stop a guillotine with his feet? Yeah. It was pretty badass. That, that, I was actually expecting that to be more like a cliffhanger. Shut like how, up. instead of it not being a cliffhanger. What the fuck is that? That's a cliffhanger moment. Shut the fuck up, Steve. What the fuck? Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. You okay there, buddy? I'm not your lawyer. I want to make that very clear. I'm not his lawyer. No, not me. Nope. Nope, I'm not his lawyer. My one piece of advice is, uh, Mike, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Keep your mouth shut. Don't talk to them. Ashamed to be working with you. I'm ashamed that I've been friends with you for so long. What if you've become a monster? It's time for you to burn in hell. You've gone too far this time. I guess the only thing I can do is be a professional and just uh, close this thing out without you. But, you know, because I'm a goddamn professional. So, you know, I guess it just ends with uh, that little sort of coda. 
that uh, the Mad Hatter is now not having good sleep because he has a little worry man of Batman under his pillow. So it's a little sort of a silly ending. Uh, I think that's like a little right, bit of a Paul Denny's uh, spin on it. This was a much more serious one. I've, I've seen, I guess, other Paul Denny ones that I think have been a little bit more uh, fun when it's been that combination of Bruce Timm and Paul Denny, at least. So this one was more uh, straightforward. Um, so I'd give it uh, three and a half out of five uh, boys because, uh, you know, it was good, but I don't think it, it, it definitely, it, this one didn't uh, have any sort of lasting memory for me. It wasn't one that uh, I, I even really remembered when I was uh, re-watching it. Um, so there wasn't a lot of lasting impression, I guess. And just wasn't that interesting, in, in my humble opinion. But, uh, alright, this is weird, because there's no one here, and I should just probably move on and... Uh, Get this uh, credits going. Cool boy, Bat Nation. Be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of the Worryman, or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at Batman and Beyond Coolboys at gmail.com. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Also, please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with the Cool Boys Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Cool Boys Podcast and review us on iTunes. Also, donate to us on Patreon. It only costs a buck and you will receive special access to content too hot to air. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast Thank you for listening. Stay cool, cool boy bat nation. Until bat next time, it's Bat Pisces from Bat Steve. I'm the cool boy now. So cool. Batman and beyond. Oh yeah. Batman and beyond.